Speaking of bets, I won my first parlay this weekend. I, I never, I never win parlays. Oh my gosh, I never win parlays. So you want to know what the parlay was? Yeah, what is it? So I actually lost the parlay on Friday night, and it was all thanks to Liberty. Liberty, all they had to do was win the game. They were. That's it. That's all they had to do. I think that yeah, they were tied with Syracuse, I believe. Yeah, like twenty twenty. And they were um they were on the fourth and they were on the like basically on the goal line. Fourth and two, fourth and goal on the two yard line, and they went for it, didn't get it. Whatever. Oh Syracuse gets the ball, drives a little bit, then they have to punt. They punt. Syracuse catches it. The 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 punt returner catches it. Fumbles. No. Syracuse hops on top of the ball, runs down the clock, hits the field goal with one second left. Shut up. And I was like, bro. <laughs> and I lost my parlay because of Friday night. But on Saturday, here was my parlay. Let's see um, that. Notre Dame spread. Notre Dame at Wisconsin. Notre Dame, uh, I had them hitting the spread. They were a six-point underdog. Wow. I beat the, I think they beat Wisconsin like 31-14. to 14. I only caught the, like, the very like first that. quarter of that game. They destroyed them. So Notre Dame beat the spread. Um, Army, money line against Miami, Ohio. And then uh, my last one was Georgia at Vanderbilt. The over. Total over 54 points. Georgia beat that... Beat that over by, by themselves. themselves. 62 to 0 beat Vanderbilt. So that is my realize, spread. I didn't realize Vanderbilt, like, we knew that they were bad last year. But, like, new coaching style, I was like, oh, they're going to come in. Like, I didn't think they were going to be this bad. They're, yeah, they're pretty bad. Um, like, I didn't expect them to be wildly great because they're, like, transitioning and new staff and everything. But I also didn't expect them to just absolutely get shut out every single game. You ready for their next game? Well, they, they have one win of the season against Colorado State. Their next game is against UConn, and UConn is poop poo. So, I'm we'll excited to happens. see exactly what happens here. What they, time is that game? Um, it was a it's a 6.30 p.m. kickoff. Wow, they nice. gave him a, a nice little night game. Mm, wow. After dark, <laughs> the the the. <laughs> Commodores and Huskies are having a little late, late night shindig. Yes, they are. Yummy, yummy. Okay, <laughs> so something completely off topic, but I feel like you should know, is those pedal taverns hurt. Like, my bootay right now, from freaking pedaling that machine is in pain. It was, um, They look like they don't. They, like they're not the comfortable. Pe- they don't look comfortable. They were, it was so fun, but the seats weren't comfortable. Nice. I also almost flew off at one point. You'll like, never, I see how people... You'll never see me on one of those. They were, it was, it was <laughs> very, very fun. Like, I had a blast, but my butt hurts. And that's the moral of that story. The moral of the story is what? That my ass cheeks hurt. That's not a moral or anything. It's just a... A fact that well, you then, stated from the well, then the facts are facts, and that's the fact <laughs> about a pedal tavern. The moral of the story is my ass hurts. <laughs> that's oh my gosh! Um, all right, so all right, let's um, do this. You have a date. We gotta go. Yes, I do have a date. Gotta get over to Bricks Pizza. Shout out! Shout They're out not Bricks a sponsor. Pizza. They're not, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor, but Bricks Pizza is very delicious. So, um, I guess, uh. uh I'll go ahead and kick us off of talking. So we're uh, 
We're just sipping. This, yeah, we're just sipping. Old, old Miss Sippin' of Tennessee. <laughs> so we're talking about Old Miss of Tennessee again. All right, let's do it. So Old Miss is, uh, I'm sorry, Tennessee's game this past weekend was against Florida. Uh, number 11 in the nation, Florida. We lost 38-14. to 14. Expected. Loss was expected. Um, I still think I'm undefeated in my predictions, predictions for the are. year so far. You are. So, um, but honestly... A lot of people, well, not even a lot of people. A lot of people are realizing, because um, at first I was going to say a lot of people like are hating on this game, like they think just Tennessee sucks, whatever. Y'all um, had a really during, good first quarter. During the game, we were like, bro, we are ass. I can't watch this anymore. After the after the game, a lot of people realized that we actually were okay. I, we I, missed opportunities to score, yes. Um... But overall, here's like, like we, we fell in line. So, um, against number 11 in the nation, Florida. Um, total yards, Tennessee, 423. Florida, 505. Kind of close. Yeah. Especially losing 38 yards. to 14. Especially losing 38 to 14. I'm telling you, um, I, I watched that game. And the first quarter, I was like, damn, Tennessee's like hanging. Like, y'all hung. Yeah. And it, like... For one half. Yeah, I mean, but still, like, I think it, to that point, it was more than most people would have predicted y'all would have. Um, also, Hendon Hooker. Did I say his name right? Hendon yes. Hooker. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, he's definitely off QB. I mean, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Speaking of Hendon. We talked about that uh, two weeks ago, but he, he's the best. 275 best yards. 275 passing yards by Hendon. Um, I don't think any of those came from. Milton because he came in toward the end, but passing yards 275 Tennessee 2022 for Florida. We we beat them in passing yards, rushing yards 148 Tennessee 283 for Florida. Uh, turnovers Tennessee did not have a single t- uh, turnover. Wow. We had a fumble, but we but we got it back. But Florida's fumble at the end of the first half. Um, that was their one turnover of the game. Shout out to Elante Taylor ripping that ball out. That was amazing. Um, but just just scoring. That's where we just ended up not not keeping up with them. I knew the gas was going to be taken out of Tennessee. Like we just they so Florida's up fourteen seventeen going into the end of the first half and they're driving. They're on like the 25 yard line. They're at mm-hmm. least going to get a field goal out of this. Mm-hmm. But uh, they pass it, and the guy gets another first down. He's like within the 15, 10 yard line. Alante Taylor comes in for the tackle and strips it out. Ball comes free. We jump on top of it. It's our ball. What a momentum change. Yeah, momentum change. We drive completely. down the field. We can tie the game up with a field goal. We could take the lead right before halftime if you want to get a touchdown. I saw this. And we missed the field goal. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I don't, but we'll see. And I and I already knew Florida got the ball in the second half to right. start the second half. So I was like, it's over. The Florida I think they scored within five plays, going all the way down the field. That's what it felt like. And then yeah. they they they, te- they uh put the cherry on top with a trick play um to get the touchdown and then they went up by two scores. I'm like, Yeah, it's it's done. Yeah, uh, that's where you that's uh, where you lose it. Yeah. So who do you guys have this week? Uh, Missouri. Okay. Missouri. Uh, uh we're Missouri. At Missouri. Have you ever been to Missouri? No. Missouri, uh, I've been to Missouri, I think I was about 
six years ago. The year after I graduated was when Ole Miss played at Missouri. So I, I never got to travel it's there. It's cold. I, yeah, I missed out, but no, I don't think I missed out. Exactly. It was very <laughs> like cold. Like, I missed out, but I didn't miss out. So. It, was, it was the third coldest game in Tennessee football history. That's what Jeez. it came out um, So we're playing Missouri this week. Um, it's definitely going to be this, – this, 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 this game is going to define our season. So – um, the spread that I see... I got it right here. Two and a half. Okay. Two and a half. Two and a half. I mean... So they don't really know who's going to win this game. No. They, some people have Missouri as the favorite. Um, but, well, the, the spread... Missouri's the Missouri favorite on the Bad favorite. MGM right now. Yeah, they are. They are. Um, but this, this game will define our season because we have Missouri this week. Then we have South Carolina the week following. And then we have this huge stress of Ole Miss, Alabama, <laughs> um, Georgia, uh, uh... We're, we're about to hit that pain. I, I understand yeah. that because – so we just had our bye. We didn't play a game this past mm-hmm. weekend. Um, so the last time we talked about Ole Miss was leading up to the Ole Miss-Tulane game. And we haven't even got to recap that. But then we didn't have a game this past week, and we're in the same boat. Then it goes Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, LSU, uh, Auburn, Liberty. Right. And it like we're stacked the rest of the year. Right. So I, I feel that. So we got Missouri, we got South Carolina, and then if we lose the rest of them, and then we lose, the, then we win the last two with South Alabama and Vanderbilt. We're six and six. You're bowling, baby. We're bowling. You're we're bowling. bowling, baby. And that's if you don't win any of these others in between. You yeah, know? yeah, we can lose Ole Miss, Alabama, Kentucky, and Georgia. We just got to win these next two. Yeah, we're gonna beat South Alabama, hopefully, and Vanderbilt. Yes, we're gonna beat them. Yeah. We we have seen what they put on the field this year. And, it's not good. It ain't there. It's not good. It ain't there. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this Missouri game. I'll probably throw a couple uh, numbers down uh, on that game uh, and make it a little bit exciting on the betting end of things. And uh, we'll see how it goes. But yeah. uh, I, I think um, I think uh, Hinton Hooker is going to be good to go for that game as well. Um, yeah, Clearly, he's our starting quarterback. We just got to get a lot of more. We got to get some players out there. Uh, I will say against Florida, um, we, we – what what most people were assuming is that with the first three games of the year with Bowling Green, Pitt, and Tennessee Tech, we were just casual. We're like, okay, mm-hmm. whatever. Like we're gonna win this game. Or I thought Pitt y'all was, had Pitt. I mean, we talked Pitt about was, that. Pitt was a little bit of competition. That was okay. Um, and that was like, okay, we we getting some nerves out against some right. some real competition. Well, and you're we also seeing Florida. with the new coach and just like everything that you right. guys had to the table. We went against Florida. That it just like solidified. Like man, some of these guys can't catch. Some of their route running stupid. We are still overthrowing all of our receivers, and so it's our play. It's our playmaking ability right now, and the players that are on the field. We just need some athletes. We need some mm-hmm. stars, or, or just or just show some improvement with the people that we have. Because right now it's not looking good. Um, but I will say Josh Topo's play calling in the Florida game. Oh yeah, he opened up the play playbook for real. We Which got we had some players. We had some players open. And yeah. I was like, let's let's do this. That's what that's what so, everybody was waiting to see. Was like, what is this guy gonna do? You know? Yes. So um, like, when is he gonna? Pull out some of his cards. Excited in that. We hadn't regard. really seen anything in that extent yet because you guys hadn't played anybody in, in terms of like enough to pull out some of these secret things he has up his sleeve. Yeah, yeah, it looks great. It looks yeah. great. So I'm excited about the Missouri game this week. Um, why, why are your veins popping so hard in your hand right there? I just have big veins. Are you? Sh- yeah. Like, I've never look, seen them pop like look, that. Am I yellow? When I was in the hospital, they like they... love to put an IV in. Oh, you're one of those people. Like, I hate that. No, I hate IVs. I but hate, no, the I hate, nurses... no, I hate. No, no, they do it to me too. Yeah. Oh my when god. When as soon yeah. as I walk in, they're like, 
Ooh, that's nice what they veins. say about me. They're like, oh, nice you have veins. good veins, and I'm like, don't oh, show me, show get me away. your veins. I don't want to be. <laughs> show me your veins. Let me. Can I touch? No, I'm like, get away. <laughs> I don't want you to touch me with a needle. But yeah, I, I'm the same way. I've got. They're like, you have such good veins. <laughs> so like, uh, Yeah, I don't know. They're popped out though. Uh, it's because I'm working out. I'm so swole. That's what good it is. Blood. Oh. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> Yeah. All right, all right. Um, well, switching gears, so let's talk Ole Miss. Um, quick recap from the Ole Miss Tulane game because we didn't even get to recap that. Ole Miss beat the hell out of them. We thought that was going to be a competition. 61-21, 40 points. I remember I was concerned to bet the over when we were talking. I'm just, I had the score in front of me. Um, I remember I was concerned in the episode that we were leading up to, like, oh, I'm not going to bet the over. I'm so scared. Tulane ruined my parlay the week before. Well, I was going to say. I did put money on them so to I the didn't, spread. So I didn't bet the over. And then when we were going into halftime, I was like, well, shit, I got to live bet this over because. And the over had gone up. I think it was originally 74 was the over. I bet the over at 80 right. and, and still hit it. You were you were worried about the over at Nate. I was. I bet the over at 80. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. And sure enough, 82. Nice. Um, so that was that was fab. Um, you had to stay up late for that one. I did. I was exhausted. I was drunk at a Nashville bar at the Sheraton Hotel up here <laughs> at the lobby bar watching that at midnight. <laughs> well, yeah, it's because we were in a rain delay. We didn't kick off for two hours mm-hmm. after our original kickoff time. Yeah, that must have been fun. Yeah, we were supposed to kick off at 6.30. We kicked off at, um, I think it was 8.20 or something like that. It was like almost two hours behind. Um, so, yeah, I stayed up until like midnight or whatever. It was. Close to midnight, we'll watch the game. For but, the team, for the team. Yeah, and one thing, really the only thing that I wanted to know about that game before I move into this week's game is I just, I fucking love Lane Kiffin. Like, this man, we're up, we are up, I think, in the 50s, we hadn't scored our last touchdown yet. We were about to make a drive to then score what was our last touchdown. And we're back on two lanes, 25. Okay? Uh-huh. Third down. Fourth down comes up. Everybody's like, oh, we're going to punt. We're beating them by 40 points or by 35 points. And there's like, you know, five minutes left in the fourth quarter. Like, we're not going to go for it. No, on two lanes, 25, Lane Kiffin goes for the fourth down, and we get it. And just, like, my whole entire Twitter feed and everybody was blown up. They're like, Lane Kiffin literally just went for the fourth down on the other team's 25 when they're beating them by 40 points. And, like, that's the kind of <laughs> offense that that's we're what, running up. Loves. And that's the stuff that we love. And I was like, hell yeah, we are. Like, we're not just going to quit playing to, like, quit play no he if he believes we can make this and we can go down and drive and sure as hell enough there we went we went down drove it in and scored the last touchdown and and called it again i mean so i thought that was awesome it was just like this is the type of offensive play calling he's running and he doesn't care if we're up by 40 where we're at on the field if he feels that our team is capable he's gonna make the call and he did and so i i roll with that really hard um so that was my most notable moment about the two-lane game. But we <laughs> were on a bye. <laughs> we were on a bye last week. I missed watching my team. Um, and we're going into Alabama. So we're coming off a you bye. needed the bye. We needed the bye to prep, I think. And it, it allowed us extra Like anyone would. Yeah, like it, it allowed us extra time. However, 
then what I was saying earlier is like, okay, we had such an early buy. Once we go Alabama, we've got Arkansas, we've got um, Tennessee, we've got LSU, we've got Auburn, we've got Liter- Liberty, we've got AM, and we have State with nothing in between. I mean, that's a hard, like, back half of a season. Uh, but we came off a bye, and I'm feeling really good about Saturday. I'm also pissed that college game day didn't pick us, and they picked Arkansas, Georgia, but whatever. I told you, Sam Pittman's the man. Everyone wants to go see him. I don't get I mean, a, I, don't, I a, just don't get it. It's two top ten teams. What is uh, Ole Miss ranking right now? We're 12. 12? Yeah. Getting there. And we, I think we would be higher if we would have had a game last week in which we had won, but we hadn't. We didn't play last week when all the new like AP poll came out, right? And people were moving and shaking and yada yada. So, um, I think we would have been in the top ten had we had played a game that we had won, like everybody else. So I, remember we, I remember we talked to bets preseason of like, hey, we're gonna be Bama this year. So, are you prepared now to put money on Ole Miss money yes. line against Bama? Yeah, absolutely. I'm- yeah, and I also think the spread. So earlier I was talking with my friend Will Murphy. Shout out because I know he listens. Uh, he texted me and was like, I'm ready to to hear y'all's talk about Alabama. And we were talking about the spread. And it was 15 and a half. It's gone down on BetMGM. It's 14 and a half right now. I was pulling it up when we were prepping for the show last year because I wanted to know what the score deficit was when we all, when we played Bama last year because we played them the best out of any team that they saw last season. Uh, and it was 15. So going off of that with our improvements, I definitely think like you'd be crazy to bet against that spread. I think I'm gonna listen to you. Now, if old if I bet if I put Ole Miss money line and they go out there and lose by thirty, I'm coming for you. Don't hey hey, you don't come for me. I'm just saying <laughs> I'm gonna be right there with you because I'm about to put money down too. Um I mean, if we go out there and lose by 30, I'm going to be pissed. That's what I'm going to be. Uh, But, no, we lost by 15 last year. So, with right now the spread's 14 and a half. I mean, if you compare and just the improvements we've made and the way that Alabama's looking right now is not great. They're beatable. They are so beatable. And it's not even just, like, me as an Ole Miss fan and being optimistic saying that. Like, take that bias out. They're a beatable team. They've made any a, team is beatable. Any team is beatable, right. of course. It's but, be- like, you even look at the games that they've played up to this point, offensively and defensively, they've got some gaps to fill. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not just us or those that want their team to win against Alabama that are saying it. Like, commentators and other people who are analyzing Alabama are saying, like, they are a beatable team, and I don't think they're the number one team in the country. I think a lot of people just need to change the, right, you're, just, they just need to change the mindset. Yeah. Of, people of, are like, so used to them teams. being elite and do, like, you right. know, dominant that they don't want to make a bet against it, but right. in the reality of things, they're a beatable team, and they have a lot of course, and this doesn't discount the fact that they're still great and they're still undefeated, right? Like, they could mm-hmm. still come in and have mad effing respect for Nick Saban and if anybody's going to prep for this game knowing that he's coming in against one of his former you know uh, coaches that was on his staff it's going to be him and he knows that he almost uh, we gave him a run for their money and he almost got beat by us if it wasn't for the like the last I think six or seven minutes of the fourth quarter last year Um, so I'm sure he's prepping really hard too because he knows what this team is capable of and we're far more improved Right. So, I am feeling hopeful. I feel good about it. We're the 2.30 CBS kickoff. We're prime time. 
I just, I was, I'm, yes, we are. Sing it. Yeah, turn up for CBS. Yeah, CBS, we feel you. So we're the 2.30 kickoff game. Um, But yeah, the one, the, I guess the biggest thing that shocked me was that College Game Day didn't pick us. I was sure that after, like, the, the Ole Miss knocks off Bama 2015-2016, we've got a, a the number one Heisman contender right now. We're both undefeated. We're ranked 12. They're ranked number one. I was like, you know what? I I was sure. And you know College Game Day effing loves T-Town. Did you at least get SEC Network? They love T-Town. Did you at least get SEC I didn't Nation? Look. I didn't look. I'm sure we did. We got the, okay. the second, but, you know, okay. whatever. Okay. But but like we need Kirky boy. I mean, no, Where we, is Kirk? We, we want they want we Arkansas. We want Kirk. Man. I, let me remind everybody. Nobody wants Arkansas. Nobody wants him. Preseason, I, I told, I said Arkansas is going to be number two in the SEC West. I know they already beat Texas A&M. Who else are they going to beat? <laughs> we'll see. Shit, I don't even want to talk about that. <sighs> we'll see. Arkansas is looking pretty decent. Um, I'm trying to confirm if SEC. Network is coming to us. Also, so the the two Heisman favorites, SEC Network did a uh, earlier this morning. They released like a Bryce Young versus Matt Corral stat, just going into this game because there's all this hype around those two, and they're like the top contenders. So I feel like that's worth sharing. That um, so Matt Corral has a 69% completion rate, whereas Bryce Young has 72% completion. So he's got that beat out, but. Then you look at total offense. Matt Corral has almost 100 more total offensive yards than Bryce Young. Matt Corral has 385 total offensive yards, whereas Bryce Young has only 277. Uh, Bryce Young is responsible for 15 touchdowns. Matt Corral, 14, so lacking one. Um, And then the QBR is Matt Corral has 80 and Bryce Young has 88. So they're like neck and neck almost in everything outside of the total offensive yards. Is maybe ahead of him in some of those because they have they played an extra. They played an extra game. Yeah, we had a bye. So if you take that out, Matt Corral is significantly more ahead. And even in total offensive yards, and we had a bye last week. He is a hundred more total offensive yards than Bryce Young, and we didn't even play last week. Um, so I thought that was super interesting and just like all the hype that's coming in around that. So that's why I was, again, that's partially why I'm also surprised. Like just with so much contextually there with the, the Ole Miss Bama beef, then you've got like the Lane and Nick dynamic and that, you know, coach to coach, good friends and like mad respect, but also like they're going head to head. Plus the top two Heisman guys going head to head, you know, you know, it's always the storyline. Yeah, it's always the storyline of is is has a former Nick Saban assistant beat him yet? I know uh, that's always brought up like every time when someone does it, like when Will Muschamp or or when Jeremy Pruitt was a Tennessee. I think so. I think so. And I'm gonna look it up just to be sure. Um, I but I believe it, I, think anyone... I think he has Nick Saban beat by assistant. Oh, Dabo. That would be the first one. Right? Yes. I'm looking it up. Dabo and Clemson. I want to say that's correct. We're, we're looking. Okay. Um, I 
Well, this is Lane. No, Devil Sweeney was a uh, part of Nick's saving staff. Oh, wait. Hold on. I don't think I'm looking at the right thing. I want to find this. Has Nick Oh, no. Saban... It says, Why Ole Miss Lane's Kiffin called Nick Saban's perfect record versus formal assistance amazing. He's not been beat by a former assistant. This is um, the Clarion Ledger six hours ago published uh, because it's talking about how they're playing each other this time, and he is 23-0 against 23 his former assistant. I was just about to say it. Um, and so Kiffin says he's undefeated versus almost everybody. There's a reason he's the best in the history of college football. Even when people know how his place works and have been with him, he is still undefeated and still continues to like. He's playing these boys, man. He thinks they're good. he thinks he's gonna come out there with the same playbook that you wrote. Shit. No, but they're just saying like they know how he operates and the joke. way he runs his program. He's so effing specific. Like if you listen to the former assistants talk about the way that he runs his program, he is like the most it's like scheduled out every day that you can expect he's there at the exact same time. Like he has a very strict routine. He starts his morning every morning with two little Debbie cakes. That sounds about right. No, I'm serious. He said that. He said he starts every morning with two little Debbie, dill Debbie oatmeal raisin cakes. Oatmeal oh, he cream better, pies. He better be oatmeal careful with pies. them oatmeal cream pie breakfast and then getting his heart rate up and throwing that headset off. You never know what's going to happen, Nikki. Um, but yeah, no, he's very specific <laughs> in his routine. I don't want something to happen to Nick. I like Nick Saban. And I, if it, people that say, oh, Nick Saban, I mean, people that don't respect the GOAT when they see one, it's just like whatever. But you so gotta respect him. Unless it's Tom him. Brady. You gotta. Unless it's Tom Brady. Nah, Saban's the GOAT of coaches. No. Okay. I mean, yeah, he is. He definitely there, is. There are no other Nick Sabans. Yeah. But the, the last few things, so that's really our game going into this. I'm feeling good. I'm betting it. I mean,. Was, Why the hell not? I, I believe wonder, we can do this. I just want to talk about this. Um, be careful with bets. Everyone be careful with bets this weekend. If you're a gambling addict, yeah, please call the hotline. Yes, yeah, know when to stop before you start. That's, that's, that's the saying. It's kind of like click it or ticket. So when I log in um, to BetMGM when I'm watching games, I'll like log in and then log back out or like log in and log back out just to, like see how things are like shifting during live betting and it registers every time on the app I, like that I'm logging in and so when I'm doing that like six times during one game within a 15 minute span to just like see if things have changed, I keep getting these like pop-up notifications that's like uh, do you need help? Please call this hotline. Like uh, <laughs> are you sure you want to log back in? And I'm like yes, log in. And so it thinks that I guess like I'm coming in to like place more money, yeah, but really addicted. I'm just coming in to see what's happening like during the live betting and how no things are shifting. No one stop before you start. But betting GM just keeps seeing me log in and log back out, so they think I have a gambling problem. Nice, nice. Yeah, but they're looking um, out for me. So bets were probably destroyed this past weekend. So there's a couple of notable ones where I was like, what the heck? So I actually one, one of the bets I put down was UNLV beating a thirty. Point spread against Fresno State, number twenty-two Fresno State. They only lost by seven. I was like, turn up. You know, my favorite game was of the whole weekend. Bowling Green to Minnesota. No, 
North Carolina State knocking off number nine Clemson, baby. I was getting there. Hold on. That was my Bo- favorite game of the whole Bowling weekend. Bowling Green. Bowling Green was a was thirty-one. So in double overtime. I'm sorry. Bowling I'm Green was a it. thirty-one point underdog against Minnesota and beat them fourteen to ten. Okay. 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 And I was about to get to the Clemson one as well. That was my favorite game of the whole weekend. <clears throat> Clemson was a ten-point underdog. Beat Clemson twenty-seven to twenty-one. In overtime. Double. Double Double overtime. overtime. No, I know. I watched it. And it came down to the like the live very last play. Yeah. Um I was at North Carolina State, like oh it was so good. I was live tweeting and I was like, NC State deserves this win. Like I at that point I was like, they they gotta knock them off. Like Mm -hmm. they've put up too much of a fight to get beat out. Clemson is not I mean, we said it before we even saw them get beat by NC State, but, like, they weren't looking good, and I mean, that just proves that they – I don't even know if yeah, they're ranked at they're this point. 25, I would think. Are they? 25. Um, Baylor was a 7.5-point underdog against number 14 that. Iowa State. Beat them 31-29. Stupid. Um, Georgia State was a 27-point underdog against number 23 Auburn. Auburn beat them 34-24, but Georgia State beat that spread. By uh, three scores. Oh my god! Also, um, Clemson did fall out of the top twenty-five. I didn't think they did. they'd be right. I mean, they're number nine. You get beep. No, yeah, they are. They're they done. I looked it up. Georgia Tech. Jo- this one's huge. Georgia Tech was a twelve-point underdog against North Carolina. They beat number twenty-one North Carolina at that. They beat them forty-five to twenty-two. Disgusting. Disgusting. And then the last one uh, that was that I saw was. Uh, um, West Virginia versus Oklahoma. West Virginia was a 16-and-a-half-point underdog versus Oklahoma, and they almost beat them. Oklahoma had to win with a field goal at the buzzer at the at the final play of the game, one sixteen. Oklahoma, Oklahoma fell out of the top 25, too. For what? No, they didn't. I, that's what this is saying right here. No, they didn't. Shut up. No, they didn't. Maybe they didn't. I thought I just read something that they fell out. No way. Oh, it said they didn't fall out, but it, they yeah, said they Oklahoma. Six. You thought they wouldn't be able to go to number four all the way out of the top 25 after a win? I'm sorry. I, I misread that. It said that they had fallen in the rankings. They did. But they they weren't out. Clemson yeah, was the one that was out. I misread. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're good. No, um, no, I, which AP poll? I see Clemson at number 25. CBS Sports does not have them in the top 25. Oh, weird. Yeah, AP poll still has them in the top 25. That's what I thought. But... Coast, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on all this stuff. They have UCLA as 25 in this poll. That ain't AP poll. Get that shit off my screen. Clemson in the CBS poll dropped to 29. No, no. Oh, okay. I do see the CBS Sports poll. Yeah, that's. Oh, yeah. I, I can see that here on the CBS Sports app. Yeah. Go to the AP poll. That's the only one that matters. I know, I know, I know. I'm trying to pull it up. That's... I just Googled Clemson ranking because I was trying to figure <laughs> out if they were in the top 25 or not. <laughs> Get out of there. Okay. Get that, get that fake news out of there. Again, here. we don't have a tech guy. I'm doing this all live. <laughs> simultaneous to talking. It's okay. It's okay. I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but I will say um, the NC State beating Clemson was my favorite game of the weekend. Uh, big, obviously, upset was, or upset for A&M was Arkansas knocking them off their 4-0 down in Jerry's world. <laughs> Boo. We hate Coors and we hate it. 
Um, they had been beat six straight times in that Southwestern matchup at Jerry's World and finally beat AM. I called it two weekends what ago. What was the we record in week, there? We were week what six. Was the record? Six straight. Was it six straight? When was the last time? I think they haven't beat AM in like. Oh, it was probably significantly longer. I, I, but in this specific in the, in the Southwest venue. matchup at yeah. the venue, like yeah. now they have it, like they call it the Southwest class. Like they've like, you know, commercialized this matchup, um, which has been for the last six years or seven years now, if you count this year. But they have been beat in like this Southwest class up, uh, classic matchup six times, and then they finally beat them this time um, down in Jerry's World because they always meet up at Jerry's World to play. And, or at least in recent years. So that was a big um, that was a big deal um, for a lot of Arkansas fans. And I called it week two. Week two. When A&M almost got beat by Colorado, I was like, Jimbo's done. Like, he's getting fired this year. A&M ain't it. And they were like, what? In, I think they were ranked like seventh or eighth going into this game or maybe ninth going into the game against Arkansas. Um, but I called it week two when they almost got beat by Colorado. I was like, dude, Jimbo's gone. They're not good. Yeah, I, 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 I thought they were way overhyped. This, I thought they were overhyped this whole time. Yeah. And then, they, of course, he had, you know, the, he started the season off with a couple of injuries. I think they lost a quarterback. And, yeah. Know, but I think they things happen, but still way overhyped. I mean, you, he, every game, he lost Arkansas, but every game leading up to that being 3 and 0, he had almost lost down to the wire. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they are not on track. I think Jimbo's gone after this year. Oh, that's and, ridiculous. No one's going to kick off Jimbo Fisher all because of a will which will probably be like an 8 4 season. But AM wants national championships. And with Texas coming to the SEC, you don't think they might reconsider? No. I think they might. No, not with Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo hasn't delivered on a college football playoff or all the things that a, nat- a natty, the things that they brought Jimbo in to do, he has yet to do at AM. And this is what, coming his fourth year? And so I'm telling you, I'm thinking he's gone if he doesn't do, like, if they are in like a New Year's Six Bowl. Or they don't make it to a big... I think he's out. With everything moving and shifting and Texas joining, and he's not delivered four years in, I think he's gone. You know who else wants championships? Ole Miss? Yeah. <laughs> watch watch when they go... When, watch when they finish off the season. What would you say? 10-2? Yeah. Then uh, next season they go like 7-5. Uh, seven, seven and, uh, and then the year after that, they start off the year kind of average again. Everyone's going to be like... You gonna say let's fire Lane Kiffin? I'm I'm not gonna say anything. Exactly. Well, I it's no. a, I just think it's a different story. The caliber of what Jimbo has done at Florida State and what he promised, or like what, what his programs look State? like. One and Addy. One one one. But he that's more than Lane has. <laughs> it's more than Hugh Freeze has. Yeah. It's more than anybody's had at Ole Miss. So, like, if we brought somebody in with the expectation of they just won a natty and they're coming off this big high, and that's why we're Has paying... Ole Miss never won a championship? No, we have, but it's okay. not been since, like, the 60s or 70s. Oh, okay. um, so, I'm saying is, like, if we brought someone in with the expectation of hey, they're riding off national championships and we're paying them God knows how much they're paying Jimbo, and then he's gone, like seven and four the last three years and not delivered we're not paying like we aren't paying that same caliber for lane nor did we have him come in with the expectation or a natty under his belt 
Mm. You know what I mean? I think it's like a mindset expect, like the expectation is there if you've delivered for other schools. Yeah, true. Which, which I guess do you I disagree? grew. Uh, I mean, I, I I'm saying true. Um, I think that's the reason that you should believe in him a little bit longer, more than three, four years. They're that's, paying that's Jimbo. The, that's the average. Million. That's the average. That's the average tenure for like one of these uh, assistant coaches that you that you give a promotion to from another team. Not Jimbo Fisher. You got to give him at least like what eight. Well, eight ten years. September first, twenty twenty one. Once he goes zero and twelve. <laughs> September. I mean, One they're paying year. him nine mil. September first, twenty twenty one. He got a raise and signed an additional four year extension. But I'm telling, I don't know if he'll be around four more years from now, or even I, another I year, another year or two from now. I don't write it think down. So. I can't wait four years from now when uh, he's still the coach, and I'm like, hey. should we bet on that? And then, like in four years, yes. you're gonna owe me money. Yes. How okay. much? How much are you gonna bet? Twenty bucks. Dude, come on, we're adults. We're gonna make a four-year commitment bet, hundred bucks. Okay. Hundred dollars that Jimbo won't be there in <laughs> four, four years, which four is years. 2025 so season. So the 2025 we're in this season. season. Yeah. So he'll be the head coach going into the 2025 season. Yeah. What, what is it? Yes. Yeah. Twenty. Yeah. No, yes, he won't be 20. there. I'll bet you hundred bucks. Okay. We shook on it, everybody. I know you can't see it. <laughs> no, he won't be there. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. We'll see. I don't think so. Anyway. Anyways. We got big stuff this weekend. Lots of good games. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. I'm going to be at a wedding. You're going to be at a wedding too, right? Yeah. Weddings. But I'm going to be watching on my phone. These people that book their weddings during the football season, fuck you. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) As we're going to friends' weddings. (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, I enjoy all of you all's weddings. But come on. (laughs) <laughs> Trini, if you get married during football season, I'm not coming because you should have. If you I get know married better. during football season, I'm not coming. Okay, that's how I am. My whole life I'm growing up, there. actually, uh, we'll round out on this. But my whole life growing up, my dad had three daughters, never had a son. So, but we're like a huge football family. And so, from the time I was like four years old, it was instilled in me. And my father was like, "I will not pay for your wedding. I will not come to your wedding." You can walk down yourself down the aisle if you have a wedding during football season because I won't be there. And so, like, if I called any of my sisters right now and said, hey, what's dad say about football weddings? They'd be like, oh, he's not going to come because that's how, like, in our brain he got it. But now I get it. I'm like, because I'm so passionate about it and I'm obsessed, I'm like, who the hell, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was in a wedding one time where it was in Knoxville. I mean, I, I love this guy, Death. I love the wedding. Of course, yeah. We're and we're we're happy to be I, at your weddings this yes, weekend, yes, friends. Yes, yes, we're yes, not yes. in any way discounting. He has a wedding in Knoxville um, on a Tennessee football game day that was in Knoxville, and so right after the wedding, then literally all the groomsmen are like in the corner, like watching on our phones, <laughs> watching watching us. It was actually watching us lose to Georgia State. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> the season opener. Jesus. <laughs> Terrible. But that honestly, though, like that actually doesn't make sense because you're competing with all of the restaurant reservations, the hotel block. Like when you have like a game day weekend and you're in the same town, like that totally limits like the amount of places that your guests can stay for your wedding, the amount of places that your guests can go for dinner. Like everything is booked up. Like that have actually. Have you ever been married before? No, Shut but up. I've been to enough weddings to know. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. 
that that probably <laughs> is a problem. It's probably a problem. <laughs> as you already said it was, so thank you. Yeah, yeah, Hats no, I, off. I get it, I get it. Um but yeah. Here's to here's to good games this weekend. Here's to good games and weddings. Do 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 do